Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. Angie Quinnell pinch hitting for Brendan Escott, who's uh, getting some uh, much-deserved time off. This is the second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, uh, in about uh, in about a minute and a half, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey will also have John Shannon on, our NHL insider. We are going to go into the uh, Oilers Now Text line on the Ashley Fine Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Ashley Fine Floors has been providing winning results for over thirty five years. Grace uh, has sent me a uh, text and it says she 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 sent a uh, email uh, to our globalnews.ca account that I get as well. That's always an option for you. One hundred percent agree with Brian Lawton, Kevin Lowe for the Hall of Fame. Incredibly classy, honorable, community-minded individual, and a member of the Oilers dynasty, winning six Stanley Cups among many other accomplishments. It's time, high time that he gets recognized for the Hockey Hall of Fame. So that comes to us from Grace. Uh, Frank the Tank. Oh, is that who this is? Let me just see here. Oh, he's going to go with Adam. Iggy, Theo, Lowe, and Elfie. Those are the four who need to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. With Lowe, his accomplishments on the ice were incredible. Let's not forget his actions and accomplishments off the ice. Team Canada, GM, coach, etc. Uh, he should have his number retired. It's criminal. It hasn't already happened. That one comes to us from Adam. Dan says, Bob, uh, 100% believe Kevin belongs in the Hall of Fame. I was listening on the NHL and Sirius Satellite Radio last night who said, uh, not sure who said it, but they said if Lowe gets in before Doug Wilson, that's the wrong call. Uh, and I disagree. Kevin Lowe has won six cups. He's been a proven leader everywhere he has gone. Uh, what has Doug Wilson won? I'm not sure why Kevin doesn't get his due, but Oilers fans need to step up and voice their support uh, that he should be in there. Just my opinion, but he's accomplished a lot, needs credit. Uh, that text comes to us from Dan. And we had a texter just talking about the challenges with uh, Las Vegas and the heat and contrasted with Edmonton. And Brian Lott mentioned that uh, it would be, if Edmonton got it, ended up getting one of the uh, pod locations, it could be a benefit from a recruitment perspective with free agents because of how temperate it is at Edmonton. Brian lives in Minnesota. He compared it somewhat to Minnesota. And we talked a bit about the perception. Some people thought as heat increased, um, 
that the virus would drop down in some U.S. states. And a texter said the show, it's actually Brad has said, Bob, deep sell stocks where it's hot are like Edmonton in the winter. Everybody is inside all the time where there's air conditioning uh, instead of heat, obviously, here in the winter. And disease spreads easier when people are inside and in confined locations. So there's a different perspective out there. Uh, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, for you texters to the show, uh, <laughs> hey, there you go. Brennan and Lloyd gets it. He says, Bob, I'm with Grace, too playing a uh, homage to the tragically hip with this text. Well done, Brandon in Lloydminster. For for those of you, hey, we get lots of texts on the show. Don't be offended if we don't get back to you. And another thing, if you do ask a question, my time slot is noon to 2. And if you text after 2 o'clock sometimes, I may not see it because the way the breakdown of our text message system works is it's it doesn't get broken down by show or text directed to a specific show, unfortunately. So on that note, we bring aboard David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. David, thank you for being patient. How are you doing? Doing good, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, Kevin Lowe, in or out for the Hall of Fame? What do you think? Definitely in. Uh, the main argument, Bob, is that he needs to stand... David, can we get you to move to a different part of the house, or maybe get you we'll to call ba- calls back on the landline? It's kind of br- how's this? That's better. Yes, he, Kevin Lowe definitely in. He was the best shutdown defenseman on six different teams that won the Stanley Cup. The best shutdown defenseman, and Bob. Not only that, so there's and there's all kinds of defensemen who are in the Hall of Fame. Tom Johnson. Marcel Pronovo, Alan Stanley, who are exactly that same player. They're in the Hall of Fame. Kevin Lowe meets that standard. Now, there are some players like that, like Jean-Guy Talbot, who aren't. But Talbot, is actually, Talbot and Lowe are actually the exception. When you look at players who have won that much, whole point of hockey is to win the Stanley Cup. When you look at players who have won that much, they're all in the Hockey Hall of Fame, except for... Lowe and Talbot. I would say both those guys belong in there. They meet that status. Plus, Kevin Lowe was good enough to play on the 1984 Canada Cup team that beat the Russians in a hugely significant and historic game for Canada hockey history. Kevin Lowe's on that team. He's a key player in the 1984 Canada Cup. You know, he was one of the best six defensemen as deemed by Team Canada uh, hockey bosses at that time. And again, they won. He was, he's, he was, it's just, he's got it as a hockey player. The numbers, you know, when you look at the stats, you see if you're like totally analytically inclined, if you just looked at the numbers, the numbers aren't spectacular. But it's hard to measure being a shutdown defenseman, an effective shutdown defenseman by the numbers. And Kevin Lowe was at the very top of that game for at least a decade. See, I think, you know, Kevin actually sacrificed because I, I personally believe he could have been a 15-goal, 50-point defenseman back then for yeah. a number of years, but he was going to have to be a risk-taker to do that. Um, and he, I know at one point he suffered a significant injury, busted up a hand or a wrist, and, and it affected him for about a year during the middle of sort of the, uh, the Oilers' dynasty that knocked his numbers down. Um, and it's interesting, like you think of the playoff series against the Flyers in 87. 
he scored two shorthanded goals in the Stanley Cup final as a defenseman. And just, I mean, he never got power play time because they had Charlie Huddy and Paul Coffey as power play guys. And if, if, and if you don't get power play time, you know, you don't contribute offensively. Any guy that's ever been in a fantasy hockey pool, and maybe the pool has statistical categories like penalty minutes and goals and assists, you can have guys that one year are on the power play and they're worth a lot, and then the next year, I remember Dan McGillis. If Dan McGillis wasn't on the power play, he didn't score because he was not an even-strength contributor five-on-five. Um and we have this argument all the time. With We've got some terrific people doing excellent work on analytics all the time. And it's, it's, it's funny how it works. Like Sidney Crosby versus Connor McDavid. And I know I put the tweet out. It would have been, geez, maybe late March, early May. Connor McDavid to the same point in his career, however games McDavid has played, the same amount of points I, with, with Sidney Crosby. Connor has totally outpointed him and outscored him five on five. But Crosby benefited from coming in the league in 05-06 and 06-07 where there were way more five-on-threes called, and it drove his power play numbers up. And then, lo and behold, this year, the Oilers' number one power play, David, has worked against some people's opinion of McDavid and Drop. Well, they got all their points in the power play. What do they do five-on-five? So, it's you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's kind of all about how you see it. I think Lowe should be in. Uh, Aginlet, for me, is an absolute slam dunk. I'd have no problem if Alfredson or Kachuk or Ronick or, or Hosa got in. I, I would understand those, but I think the time has come for Kevin to be in as well. So there you have it. Uh, the province took a lot of heat um, for a video that uh, came out. Uh, and I guess it's all about your perspective. And, and, and I understand the argument that there was only four or five seconds of Edmonton. Maybe there was a little bit of lack of communication in who that was targeted for. Some people say that's inexcusable. But I do think, David, that it's important that organizations try to assist and be creative in ways to uh, potentially benefit business long term. And, and, and again, some economists at the university would say there would be zero economic impact with uh 12 NHL teams coming here for, uh, you know, two weeks and eight of them being here for a month or something like that. But I'd like to get your perspective on that. Well, I had just read Ryan Rashad's tweet uh, in Edmonton, and a huge part of the package, a huge part of the attraction of Edmonton is they're going to sell the players' wives, players' families, um, maybe when they're in quarantine, when they arrive, when the players' wives are on this great trip to Banff and Jasper. For many people outside of Alberta, that's a once-in-a-lifetime trip. It's as special as going anywhere in the world. That's how special it is to go to those places. So I see the video, and they're they're marketing that. And I I think there's a huge misunderstanding whether you want to blame the government or blame no one. It it doesn't really matter. The video isn't for people in Edmonton, so we can say, oh, this is what a great city we live in. The video was was the directed at a very select group of people, NHL players, NHL executives, hockey wives, their families, to convince them, come out here, and you are going to see this spectacular once-in-a-lifetime place, Bab Jasper, and it's to get their vote. So it wasn't to please all the people making fun of it in Edmonton on Twitter. Sorry, this isn't about you. It's not always about you. This was a targeted video aimed at a select audience to convince them to come to Edmonton this summer uh, to hold this uh, hub event in Edmonton. So when you look at it in that light, it makes perfect sense. Um, I guess if you just think, well, 
why aren't you doing a better job promoting Edmonton? Well, that's not what this is about, actually. So I, I, I just thought it was kind of silly, the whole controversy around it, honestly. David, can we uh, can we endeavor to get you to call us back or get you on a different? We're, we're, we're getting some texts coming in from people saying they can't hear you clearly here. So okay, we, I will call you right now, Bob. Okay, thanks a lot. Uh, that's David Staples from the uh, uh, Call to Hockey. Bob Stoffer with you again. You can text us at any time at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. More on the Kevin Lowe in the Hall. Uh, this text comes to us from Paul. He says. Guys, if Guy Carboneau is in the hall as a defensive specialist, there is no doubt in my mind Kevin Lowe should be in as well. And again, uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. BH has taken time to text us on the show to say, Bob, what happens to non-playoff teams that have to pay uh, July 1st big bonuses up front? Big hit, no revenue from BH. Uh, well, absolutely. They, as it stands right now, the way the CBA works, and there's been an extension uh, for contracts uh, for three months to get us potentially, that's what they're discussing. My understanding is at this stage, those July 1st payments would have to come in. I think the Maple Leafs were up around $60 million. Let's see if we got David Staples back. David, do we have you? Uh, hopefully, I could hear you the whole time. Could you hear me the whole time? Or? Yeah, there we go. I think it's a little bit better. So, uh, so that's the the sort of Kevin Alo angle, and we we hit briefly, uh, David, just on 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 the league perspective. You're the guy that's covering COVID nineteen. Are you alarmed at all that there that we're seeing somewhere between you know eighteen to sort of twenty five to twenty eight uh, new cases a day in the Edmonton market? Not at all. I mean, we've opened up the city. There's going to be a few more cases. The hospitalization rate and the um, ICU rate is still extremely low. So um, that's the really good news. So when you open things up, you're going to get some more cases. You know, in terms of Edmonton being the host city, you know, I just, you know, NHL players are getting this, and I just think this is expected. It's a learning process for everyone. And by the time that the training camp comes around, Bob, I think that they'll they'll have learned from what what needs to be learned, and they'll they'll be ready to go. Yeah, I want to talk I'm, about one other thing, Bob. The, the U of A yeah. Golden Bears situation. You want to talk? You want to talk about the U of A? Okay. Yeah. I've been ranting a little bit about uh, the video there. Let me rant about this for a second, Bob. I don't accept the U of A's reasons at this point for canceling the Golden Bears. I think that I don't think they respect that program enough. They've got to find every way they can to keep that program going. And I, and I just don't think they do a good job promoting it. They don't do a good job supporting it. And this is indicative of that. They have the, the gold standard for hockey programs in Canada, and they're kind of first out of the gate to cancel it. What kind of a commitment to that, to this, this incredible program of excellence, to cancel it so quickly? I don't get it. I think they need to relook at it, and they need to figure out every single way to keep this program going. All right, so David, are you saying your issue is with all of their team, like the, the basketballs, the volleyballs, and the hockey, or are you saying just Bears hockey? You don't get it. Try to give that to me again, David. You're, you're pro- yep. If they can just keep the one going, Bob. Oh, that's okay too. There's no chance in hell they will do that. No way. It's about the. You know what it's become there. And and people, you know, and I, I got all upset last Wednesday because I kind of got a feel this was coming. Um, 
it, it, you know, the same thing. Because the, the Golden Bear hockey program has been around for 100 years, because their alumni care and they're engaged and there's been a push to contribute back into society, they've got a lot of leaders there. Even if the Golden Bear, you read Kurt Levin's on uh, Sunday, even if the Golden Bear hockey alumni uh, you know, went to Ian Reid, the athletic director, and said, we will pay for the Bears to play this season. Uh, and make up whatever financial shortfall you have. They wouldn't do it because the other alumni groups are not as strong, and so it's about the lowest common denominator. And I know this, David, because for a number of years, the Golden Bear team used to fly, the hockey team used to fly to Regina, and athletics did not pay for that flight. That was paid for by the alumni. And what happened is the other programs complained specifically the coaches of other programs complained and said that's not fair to our student athletes that bears hockey gets to fly when we have to bus and it got taken away from them it got taken away from the bears hockey team so again i could i could call up Derek ryan today and say hey man we need 40 grand from you to help pay for part of the season and get a bunch of the alumni guys that are well healed out there like mike broadfoot and they would do it but i don't and i also believe frankly david that uh, Ian Reid as athletic director needs the Golden Bears hockey program not playing to deliver the message even further. So those are, so I just don't see it happening. And people would be stunned, David, at how little of an increase that program's budget has gotten, hockey in specific, over the last decade. This isn't something that's NDP or UCP over the last year. This has been going on for years and years and years. And now that they have a shortfall, it's uh, you know the uh, the chickens have come home to roost, and that's the position there, and that's my take. So, I'm I'm interested that you wanted to talk about that because to me it's it's very frustrating. Henry, his job is to get athletics going at the U of A, and so that would mean if you can get one program going, even if you can't get the other ones going, get it going. That's your job. Focus on getting as many student athletes playing as you can. If you can't get them all, that's too bad. But if you can get a group of players out on the ice and skating, do it. Build on that. If you can get one going, maybe you can get another going. This obsession with whatever you're doing, like do your job, get those players on the ice if you can do it. Simple as that. David, again, we're getting some feedback on the text line that uh, we're, we're, we're challenged a bit to, to hear you clear and clearly. So we appreciate the time. We'll hook up next week, okay? There you go. Uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, we're getting texts saying, hey, Bob, what about Mount Royal's budget? Well, again, there's beliefs that their budget for hockey is significantly greater uh, than the U of A's. That's the budget that comes from the Department of Athletics. I, I'll, I'll throw it out there. I don't know if people really want to talk about it much, but you can text us at 780-496-0063. Is it acceptable for a... Uh, University athletic director to allow a team, like if he doesn't have the finance, because and just so everybody's aware, listening to winners now, so all of the fall sports were canceled at a national level about two weeks ago. Last week, the U of A became the first school in the Canada West to announce that uh, the winter startup, which was slated for roughly January first, that they would not play in men's and women's hockey, men's and women's basketball, and men's and women's uh, volleyball. Would it be acceptable to you 
if the Golden Bears alumni went and paid for the year uh, for the university to allow that to happen when the other five teams maybe don't have as strong alumni or their alumni haven't been around as long to bring in those sort of dollars? Would that be acceptable to you? Now, imagine if you're a parent of one of those kids that's on one of those other teams. Maybe you would think that isn't fair. I mean, is it conversely, would it be fair to go back to the Golden Bear Hockey and Alumni and say, you have to pay for all six teams? My guess is many of you wouldn't think that's the case. So text me, tell me, do you not care at all? Conversely, is it fair to to have a privately funded one team at the and not have private funds for the other? Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Five teams. I'd like to know that answer. Again, you can text us at any time. 780-496-0063. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chip. All right, I'm going to bang off about a minute worth of text. Ashley Fine Floors text line. I asked, is it acceptable uh, to have one team uh, have an alumni step up and offer to pay for a season if other teams can't? And to, or do you just cancel it for all six teams? The university's done right now. Uh, this texture says, Bob, 100% acceptable. Uh, if Bears hockey alumni is willing to do that, absolutely the right thing to do. Again, you could say 780-496-0063. Uh, Jeremy says, this is a joke. If the others can't get, if the others can get the money, great. This is what the uh, university is. Way too far left and not in reality. Imagine telling kids, uh, they couldn't play sports if all couldn't. Uh, I don't know if the university's way too far to left, but I might say it's gone a little that way over the last couple of years. Bob, does the WHL scholarship program impact Bears hockey? They must make their budget more efficient as each player is basically free. Well, uh, it, it certainly helps Alberta recruit. That's a given. That's a separate area. They get given roughly somewhere between, I don't know what the number is. I'm told it might be under $200,000 uh, to pay for their, their conference season. Uh, it doesn't necessarily pertain to uh, uh, doesn't necessarily pertain to scholarship awesome spiel on the U of A look at their partner in Camrose with Augustana they've been trying to take the hockey program away for a couple of years now it's pathetic what's going on in college sports in Alberta do I believe pun- uh, funding should help the pandas yes uh, but the basketball volleyball the other student athletes uh, no okay uh, again, you can text us at 7. If the funds are available for a program, why deny it? It's clear the demand is there for that said program if the funds can be raised. Seems like a no-brainer. Again, I'm saying 
can you just have one team play of the six that had their seasons canceled, Bears hockey, Pandas hockey, the two volleyballs, the two basketballs. If the Bears alumni can buck up, can you make it happen? Uh, I'm, most of the people are saying yes. You might not feel that way if you're involved with one of those other programs. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.